Hello and welcome to PTC Cast episode 53. Today, Chris and I break down creating an entire back training program for yourself. Upper back, talking lats, traps, build yourself a nice little bodybuilding thick turtle shell back, baby. Yeah, turn into Leo Ooh. over here. Is Leo the cool one? Hey, he's the one with the blue bandana he's with cool the swords. To me. He's the yeah. leader, so yeah, you want to you want oh, yeah, that cool, yeah. you want the leader back. Become a leader with this episode. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the show. We'll catch you in the next one. Yes. I trained some back this morning. And you get a cobra back? Not yet, but it's on the to do list. It's been on the to do list for a while, to be fair. But yeah. just <laughs> that mean, turtle shell. Once it's yeah, I was gonna say once it's a cobra back. I'm going to want it to be a turtle shell. And then once it's a turtle shell, I'm going to want it to be a bigger stages. turtle shell. Yeah. Until okay. I'm, until I'm eventually a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Is that the final that's the stage? Final, that's my final form. Yeah. Oh, is God, uh, is Leonardo. Hey, don't scare me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Too big of a back. You Straight start up. crawling on, on all fours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> Do you train today? No, I was supposed to hit chest, but I hit chest, I think two days ago. Okay. So I got you. figured to let them heal. Let my let chest them heal. heal. I've been doing the recommendations. Oh, really? From the last podcast, the chest training ones. Yes, and oh my goodness, oh, I my actually goodness. feel my chest whenever I'm training. That's now. hype, man. Good, good, yeah, man. And then my shoulders. Um, what was the biggest? Before you go on, what was? The, what do you think the biggest adjustment you made was out of so, everything? So the biggest thing that I learned was that the chest isn't a pressing. Um, what is it called? Isn't an isn't, up and down movement. Is, yeah, it isn't <laughs> a up and down movement. It's like a in and out movement. Mm-hmm. And so that was the biggest thing. And then for shoulders, it was to keep that ninety de- or forty five or ninety degree angle, whatever the heck this is. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Keeping keep it tucked in. Yep. Yeah, yep. exactly. So keeping that elbow out mm-hmm. while you're pressing, moving in that arc. I mean, yeah, exactly. So same, so same idea. Arc. Learning to move in the arcs instead of moving the dumbbells vertically right yes exactly and then um the fact that you need to have a pressing and then a fly movement for your chest Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. so cool that's awesome man that's awesome so have you changed any exercise selections or just the way you're doing them i stopped doing a barbell bench press okay because with that it just didn't make any more sense to me Mm -hmm. so i've been using dumbbells and then i stopped doing uh dumbbell shoulder raises Mm -hmm. and i started Front raises and side raises. Okay. And I started using the cable. Okay. And then for shoulders... Did you um, notice a good change there? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Like a ridiculous change. Yeah, it may, it's, you know, I don't know. The, the Dumbbells are obviously a, a good tool to utilize if it's all you've got to work with. And, you yeah. know, you can manipulate ranges and everything. But that's, to me, that's one of the biggest... That's one of the most obvious opportunities to show the difference in a resistance curve. Do a lateral raise with a dumbbell and then do a lateral raise with a cable. Mm-hmm. And you'll feel how weight can be expressed differently. Mm-hmm. You know? Sorry, go on. No, you, no, for real. Um, and it was an instant, like you, you feel the burn almost instantly. Yeah. Um, with dumbbells, I felt like I had to do a ton of reps. Mm-hmm. it take 25 reps just exactly, to feel something. 20 rep, yeah. yeah, and then with uh, cables, it'll take like maybe eight. Mm-hmm. And then I start feeling the burn, and then you get those three D boulder mm-hmm. shoulders, man. Yes, sir, you start man. looking in the mirror. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, they start popping back out at you. Yeah, yeah, dude. And that's the name of the game, man. Yeah, and it, it it's cool because it's it just boils down to an efficiency thing. Yeah. So it's like the name of all of this, man, is just figuring out how do you get the biggest bang out of each rep. 
you get the biggest bang out of each rep and then you push it. Then you train balls to the wall. Then you squat till you throw up and then you watch growth happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you standardize those reps. You make them happen at a certain quality. You get what you want to get out of them first. Then you drive the hammer. You know what I mean? Then you, then you work. So I think it's a, I, th- I think it becomes very obvious and evident once you try it and do it and see that, oh, once I take a second to learn how to do it and I do it, it man, it was worth that 30 seconds to learn how to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or at least try to learn how to do it or, or apply some principles around it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then once you understand exactly how to do those movements with these podcasts that you're, that, you know, we're doing, um, it's providing you. So those movements are like the building blocks. Right. And then you're also getting an idea of how to stack those building right. blocks into a full coherent, yeah, a full a coherent, whole, yeah, yeah, in order that covers or a full workout that covers all of the bases that you're trying to cover with mm-hmm. um, each movement. So, like with legs, you know, I started covering all of those movements, which I was not before. You know, the biggest one was the unilateral. Yeah, um, I just wasn't paying attention to that before, and now with the chest. I did have, I guess, a cohesive uh, workout already set in stone, but I didn't have those movements set yeah. in stone. So I'm getting more of like a a, a full rounded uh, workouts whenever I go in the gym, yeah. and I leave actually feeling like I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I <clears throat> worked on whatever I was supposed to work on, mm-hmm. which is really funny because that's how it should be in the be- no, beginning. No, for but. sure, man. Well, <laughs> and it couldn't just be one of those things where a lot of those things they kind of naturally just grew or work or or happened without you having to pay too close attention to them. But then Mm -hmm. once you pay that close attention and you make that adjustment, you see, Oh, I can get a lot more out of this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I I had to address that really early on, man, because I am the type of person or, you know, have the genetics, whatever you want to call it. Like none of these standard exercises really worked for me. And, you know, even it's really funny, man, because you even look at me and like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm made to squat. I, I'm, I can sink squats. Great. They're, they're natural. They're comfortable. They happen mm-hmm. easily for me, but you put a bar on my back and try to have me do it. And it's immediately super awkward and weird. And I have to figure out how to make it happen. So anyways, to make a long story short for me, that was one of those things that to see any progress at all, I had to figure that out from the get go. Cause otherwise, like, you know, I would do. I would do pull downs to try to grow my lats and then I would get big rear delts and forearms. You know what I mean? I would try to do dumbbell hammer curls, but I would, you know, use my front delt, you know, I'd try to do a bench press, but I'd use my triceps. So it was just like, I had to learn that from the get go. But that, that lesson is, I think a really good one, man. Cause it's, it is the, to me, it's the ultimate reason why you leave that ego at the door. It's, it's the reason that it's so important you can do that. Cause once you can do that, you allow yourself to grow so much more. You allow yourself to progress so much more once you're not, feeling the need to have a hundred pound dumbbell in your hand mm-hmm. every single time you're training chest, you know what I mean? Or you don't feel like you have to bench 315 every time you want to train chest. So it's, it's one of those things where it's just a, it's an efficiency thing, man. Yeah. Not only that, um, I think it's also a awareness thing, you know, before, uh, talking to you about the chest and the legs, I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Yeah. So <clears throat> now that I was aware of it, it was kind of a no brainer to fix. I wouldn't even necessarily say like what you were doing wrong. Like, and I don't mean this word in the wrong way, but you're just ignorant to it. Like you just don't yeah. know, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. You know, and yeah. it's like you go into the gym and you watch people who, you know, I talk about seeing people swing their elbows and their hips with their they curls. And it's know. like, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's not like they're in there trying to get worse. It's not like they're in there trying to hurt themselves. Like 
everybody there is trying to figure it out and some just know or don't know or have had things that work or don't work. And, you know, we're all in this same boat trying to go in the same direction. Yeah. And that's another thing, man. So when you talk about like swinging your elbows, that's one of the other uh, game changers yep. that, and I have started using a lot lighter weights, That's awesome. but I see the results way more yeah. man. That's awesome. um, in the areas where I'm trying like, for example, if I'm trying to grow my biceps, you know, mm-hmm. I'll keep, I'll keep the elbow pinned back yeah. and I'll do curls, whether learn how to curl with your biceps instead exactly of your shoulder learn, and your pack. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be down to like maybe 20, 20, I started with 20 pounds about a month ago and now I'm able to go up to uh, 30 pound curls yeah. with proper form yep. and my biceps have grown so much mm-hmm. in that little time that you know before when i was doing like 60s and just kind of throwing them up and doing it for you know double the amount of reps and like triple the amount of sets Mm -hmm. and i wasn't getting those results yeah you know i would have sore forearms you get get tendonitis yeah (laughs) oh tendonitis bro for sure none of that anymore for sure man for sure so kind of jumping right into to the back training here i would like to approach this a little bit differently just because the back is a pretty um complex anatomy chart as you might be able to see by the the butt the butt right by my head here um but it is a very uh complex system of muscles and muscle groups that all work together to create um we'll say the top half of your posterior chain right um so all that being said when we're talking about the back today i'm going to address it more so from movement patterns than muscles specifically we'll talk about muscles but i kind of want to go from a movement pattern um, approach because generally speaking, if you cover these movement patterns, you'll cover all of these muscles to some different extent. And then as with everything else, you can sprinkle in a little bit extra here or there like you like. So, um, starting off, I guess I'll kind of give the big, uh, the big bullet points and then we can kind of dive deep into each one. So to me, every complete back training program has some sort of horizontal row, some sort of uh, horizontal row with elbows flaring and some sort of horizontal row with elbows tucked in. So that elbows flaring variation is typically going to be more of the upper back stuff. So the stuff in and around your shoulder blades on top of your shoulder blades or traps. Um, <clears throat> and the elbows tucked in is generally going to be a little bit more lats, a little bit more teres. So kind of that armpit muscle that gives you the cobra back, right? Mm-hmm. That big flare out. Um, so we're going to have a, a, a variation again where we're rowing with our hands and elbows pulling in an outward movement and a variation we're rowing with our hands and elbows pulling with an inward movement. So you could think of this maybe like a wide grip cable row compared to like a, a traditional T-bar row, right? A wide grip cable row, your elbows are way out here. A traditional T-bar grip row, your elbows are tucked in here nice mm-hmm. and tight, right? So I like to be sure that there is a horizontal pull well, excuse me, two different horizontal pulls with an elbows wide and elbows together. Um, really quick as I'm kind of bullet pointing and, and knocking these things out. Um, these are all not like, you don't have to do every single one of these, every single workout. I would just say, you know, if back is your priority, maybe you should be, or at least your program should con- uh, contain all of these things. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving forward, very simply, we'll also do a vertical pull down with elbows tucked in and a vertical pull down with elbows flared out. So with a lot of these elbows flared out variations, horizontal and vertical, oh, really quick, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So example of the neutral would be uh, maybe, or excuse me, with the elbows tucked in would be maybe like a, a traditional chin up or a neutral grip pull down, right? Where our elbows track in and along our sides as they reach up and down. And then we have maybe like a traditional pull down where our elbows track out or a traditional pull up where our elbows track out, right? Mm. So we have our two vertical movements and our two horizontal movements. Um, 
when when you're kind of breaking these things down, I typically have people start with the rows first and then the pull downs later. Um, I would say spend some extra time with each of those different variations that you see and try to see what works best for you. So we kind of tossed some examples out earlier. So let's see. If we want to talk about the elbows flaring out wide, we've got like a wide grip cable row. Um, if you've ever seen a wall dumbbell row where you focus on pulling the dumbbells more of an outward arcing pattern, again, it's going to be that stuff that's more for the upper back. Um, some examples of those elbows tucked in would be maybe like a traditional T-bar row, um, maybe like a traditional one-arm cable lat row where that elbow is tucked mower. in. Mm-hmm. Yep, or a lawnmower row. That's a, a lawnmower row. That's a great way to put it. Uh, a lot of people do like landmine rows. That's typically something that's used for a very um, a very similar variation. And usually when we're going to be going with the variations where the elbows are tucked in, we want to pick exercises that have our palms facing each other or our, fom- our palms facing us or in mm. supination. The reason being that's going to naturally help our lats contract a little bit better. When we're going with those uh, elbows out variations, we want to go with palms facing together or pronated, hands facing down. Because again, that's going to naturally help that elbow track out. So you just kind of put yourself in these positions to let those muscles work a little bit easier. Yeah. So to kind of maybe start putting some more, um, putting some more, uh, examples to this. So let's say we wanted to do our rows first, our, uh, our vertical movements second. So maybe I would go in and I want to start with my elbows in first so I can go in and do a T-bar row. So that'll check the box on my elbows tucked in variation. Mm -hmm. We get started with some lats and again, the back is a very complex system, but we'll get to use some other stuff around those gaps as well. Maybe from there, we go into that wide grip cable row where now those elbows are tracking outwards, mm. right? Um, again, maybe you could do a dumbbell row where you're pulling outwards. Uh, like you said, you could do a lawnmower row where you're pulling outwards as well. Lawnmower rows, I know sometimes people will do for lats as well. We are pulling a little bit more in, but again, whatever row variation you pick where it's all about the way your elbow tracks. Yeah. Um, typically when people do traditional barbell rows or Smith machine rows with an overhand grip, that's going to be our variation where the elbows are flaring out. Mm. If they do it with an underhanded grip, that's going to be the variation where our elbows are flaring in. So if you know, you're listening to this on audio, you can go ahead and right now put your hands out in front of you. When you put your palms in front of you, you see your elbows kind of turn forward and that naturally will help you tuck your lats in. You turn your palms down, your elbows will naturally roll out and that'll help your upper back contract a little bit. So those would kind of be our, our two examples for the rows. Am I going too quick here? No. Mm. Okay, cool. So those would kind of be our two examples for the rows. Elbows tucked in, elbows flared out. Um, if I wanted to be really picky before moving on here, usually with those elbows tucked in variations, we want to wait till the end to squeeze those shoulder blades. And those elbows flared out variations, we want to squeeze those shoulder blades as soon as we can. So elbows flared out, try to engage those movement with your shoulder blades, elbows tucked in, try to wait till the end to move those shoulder blades. Okay. With our vertical movements, let's start with our elbows tucked in variation first. So how about a classic chin up, right? Or maybe a, again, a neutral grip pull down. Mm. Um, you could even go with a reverse grip pull down. Um, yeah, a lot of people are familiar with like the hammer strength, the hammer strength, um, plate loaded pull down. You know what I'm talking about where you roll yeah. down, tuck your elbows in. Yeah. A lot yep. of people are familiar with that one. Um, so again, any vertical movement in which the elbows are tracking close to your body and your upper arm is getting up and over your head. I like to really dramatize the movement of the shoulder blades with those. So I like to be sure that as that elbow tracks up or as you reach the bottom of that chin up, you shrug those shoulder blades up towards your ears. You really want to reach those shoulders towards the sky, get the biggest stretch you can and make, make those shoulder blades work. I think 
one of the biggest things with back training here, I'm just kind of firing off here, man. So feel free to stop me if you need to. Mm. But one of the biggest things with back training, honestly, man, is it's not as much (laughs) about pulling as it is about reaching. It's about pushing those ranges of the shoulder blades. So Mm. you think if you go through a pull down, you reach all the way up but you don't let your shoulders reach up, right? You keep those shoulder blades down the whole time. You have missed all of this movement at the scapula that could have happened, all of this lengthening that could have happened around tissue to then apply force and train it back down, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing with whether you're rowing, doing pull downs or whatever, move those shoulder blades as much as you can comfortably. So let's see, we started with like a T-bar row. We went into like a wide grip cable row. We went into some chin-ups and then we can finish with maybe a standard classic pull down, right? Okay. Hands over. And this um, is the elbows out variation. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And that's okay. going to be the elbows out variation, right? Where we're going hands over. And usually with those elbows out variations, we want to take some wider grips. So, mm-hmm. you, may, you know, we'll call it shoulder width and a half maybe. And then on those pull down variations, if we're going to go with our elbows tucked out variation, or excuse me, our elbows flared out variation, Whenever you're pulling through these movements, even if you're using a straight bar, you want to think of the elbows moving out and in, similar to how we talked about in chest training. Reason being, if we're focusing on the out and in movement pattern, we can emphasize those muscles working the whole time and be sure that that's the movement pattern we're working through. So my favorite cue on like a standard pull down for the upper back is to try to snap the bar in half on the way down. So you puff that chest up nice and tall. You move those shoulder blades and yeah, exactly. Try to pull the bar apart. Mm. You flare those elbows out, pull the bar apart and you'll feel the scapula come together. That upper back start to tighten up and work for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Just tucking it in just like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, so that would be an example there. Um, traditional pull-ups are one, um, people will use cables. There's tons of different back machines out there, pull down machines you can use, um, there's also different um, isolation exercises that you can use to kind of fill in any of these gaps anywhere. So maybe one that comes to mind very quickly would be like a um, a straight arm push down with a rope. You familiar with that exercise? Straight arm push for down. like oh, lats, yeah. right? <clears throat> yep. So that could be very similar to an elbows tucked in variation for your rows, right? You reach that elbow out and then you tuck that elbow in. You reach it out and you tuck it in. It stays close to your side the whole time. Mm-hmm. So. There's some different movements that you can kind of swap in and out in uh, in and out like that. Sometimes maybe I'll use like a reverse pec deck instead of um, a horizontal row because it's a very similar movement pattern. Again, a lot of this is, you know, we sit here and talk about vertical uh, pull downs or horizontal rows, but really what it's about is the way the elbow tracks. Mm -hmm. So again, in a reverse pec deck, maybe the elbow, well, the elbow would track outwards just like in our elbows out variation, right? So that's maybe something that you could swap in or out there. Got you. That was a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. Um, and I kind of, yeah, man, I kind of no. just, I kind of just ran with that one. Um, but we can really, I would really like to kind of circle back and break each down. But again, the reason I wanted to approach it like that is it's so easy to get caught up in the minutia of back training. And it, it is important to understand the, um, the intricacies and, and which muscle groups you're training. But in my opinion, you know, there's not too many people out there that need to be super concerned with hitting, you know, the, the medial fibers of the lat at this very specific angle or degree. So just the overall mm-hmm. idea of the movement. Right. Right. It. So I would like to preface all of this with, well, I shouldn't say preface, maybe cover now is this mm-hmm. is kind of our general shotgun approach to back training. This is our, if we hit these movement patterns, we're going to be covering most muscle groups and most muscle actions. Okay. Let me take mm-hmm. a shot at it. Yeah. Shoot. So you, for the muscle movements for the upper body, what you'll want to do is, have two types of variations 
an up and down variation and then an in and out. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, an elbows flared variation. No. Yeah, yeah. An up and down variation. So that would be like the lat pull downs, the pull ups, sure. things like that. And then a in and out variation. So that would be like the seated rows um, and, you know, things like that. Yeah. And in those two variations, you have elbows in and elbows out. Correct. Two horizontal, two vertical, elbows in, elbows out on each. Okay. And then everything else that you were talking about was kind of like optimizing those movements to Mm -hmm. make it easier to go through it. Like, you know, having your um, hands over or under. Correct. That would make it easier to flare or to uh, tuck in. Correct. So while we're there, the movements where our elbows tuck in, Mm -hmm. those are going to be the movements where we want to have our palms either facing each other or an underhand grip. Those are going to be the ones that help us use our lats a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Okay, got you. And then the last thing that I took from that was the scapula. So on the in and out movements, Mm -hmm. you want to make sure to have your scapula tight. And then on the up and down movements... Those that's the one where like you'll want to stretch out your scapula mm-hmm. and move it. And okay, okay, mm-hmm. got you. And so in those rows, you do still want to move the scapula. I was getting a little bit too fancy and a little too ahead of myself. When mm-hmm. we train our elbows in variations, usually the goal is to train the lats or teres or kind of the muscles in that general area. And that would we'll be say. the lower mm-hmm. kind of the armpit area, right? Yes. And usually when we talk about that, um, we want to be sure that we're lining you up to, to train that the best we can. I totally just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. We were talking about the elbows you, and how you were they saying track. That you got carried away with like how specific. Oh, I got, yes. I think I just got a little bit too fancy. So whenever we're okay. using, whenever we're using the lats, again, those elbows tucked in variations, whether horizontal or vertical, usually we want to engage by, by pushing our elbows out and away from us. Right, so yes. drawing the biggest arc with that elbow that we can. Mm-hmm. The reason being, while that scapula is reached forward and pushed off your body or what we call protraction, the scapula, or excuse me, the lat is in a much better position to contract. So for example, let's say I'm in a, um, <clears throat> I'm doing a neutral grip pull down. Palms are facing each other. Elbows are tucked in and I'm at the top of my rep. My, you know, my arms would be up and over my head. Before I move my shoulder blades, I would actually push my elbows out and away from me and I would wait till the end to tuck my shoulder blades in. Yes. Reason being, it just helps our lat start. Again, I think I might've been getting a little bit too fancy there with that one. But while we're on the topic, our elbows in variations, horizontal and vertical, we want to start those movements with the elbows and finish them with the shoulder blades. Okay. Our upper back movements or elbows out vertical or horizontal, we want to engage those movement with the shoulder blades. So now the first thing I want to do is move at the shoulder blade, then move the elbow, Okay. then move the elbow, then let that shoulder blade relax. Does that yeah, make sense? It does make so sense. So it's about what are you intending with first? Mm-hmm. Both of the things still move. Again, if I wanted to get way too fancy, sometimes you don't even need to move the scapula on some lat stuff. You don't even need to move the scapula on like some rear delt stuff. But again, for but sake the of benefits for moving the scapula would be to get that extra mm-hmm. okay. from, from most people in pretty much every back variation, we're going to move the scapula. We want to be sure that that sucker is always able to move in a unit with your humerus and whatever upper body movement we're doing. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that kind of that, honestly, man, that, that really covers most of our bases there. Um, from there, I, I would really encourage everybody to check out our leg video and our chest, shoulder and tricep video as, um, 
it's really important you take a lot of those principles. So learning what movements feel the best for you, learning how to get the most out of each one of those reps, then from there, loading it up, building upon it, you know, Mm, the the sets, the reps, it's all going to be individualized, man. You know, I I could sit here and be like two sets of 50 reps, one set of 25 reps, three sets of 10 reps. Like it's all, it's all just numbers and what matters is the contraction, figure out the contraction, figure out how to make the muscle you're trying to, to move work, figure out how to move through that movement pattern and then worry about the numbers and stuff later. Okay. Got you. So, so what we just talked about was an overall, what you need to do for your upper back, correct? correct? Your, your upper, your upper back, your lats. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when we're, you know, you, let's say you look at some dude on Instagram, that's, you know, flexing his back in the yeah. mirror, everything from, we'll say basically the waist up, you know, we didn't cover like erectors and core, but we're going to do that in, in another video. Okay. Perfect. Now my question, um, with that is, will the erectors and core video, will that include compound movements for back? Just so when I think about compound movements for back, I'm thinking about like uh, deadlifts yeah. or bent over rows yeah. um, or things like that. Yeah. So I know we said bent over rows for upper back, um, but are there any other compound movements for upper back? That's a that's a really good question. I really like where your head's at. Um, so I discussed, well, I kind of went over everything of the specifics of, let's say, contracting the muscles of the upper back. Yeah, 100%. What you're talking about is the system of contracting that upper back while bracing core musculature, right? So I would say the bent over row, yeah, that, that kind of covers our basis. But with the asterisk that we didn't, didn't discuss of your erectors and your core being strong enough to hold you in a position to perform that exercise. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I didn't go into deadlifts is, yes, we can train deadlifts for back, but they're going to be primarily a hip hinge, so I almost... 99.9% of the time program deadlifts as a leg exercise. Gotcha. Um, but yes, you would be 100% right in that. Of course it takes a ton of core and lower back strength just to keep your spine straight and moving through that movement. Mm-hmm. But I did plan on kind of saving that more for the core area because kind of what I was thinking in my head when I said back, and again, I might be a little bit biased, but is, uh, is bodybuilding back, right? How Got do we, con- how do we contract all the muscles of the upper back or, and lats and, and, and that, that's what it was. Right. 100%. But so, no, but that was a really good question because people might be thinking, well, what about like deadlifts or do squats count as training mm-hmm. your lower back or, you know what I mean? And the thing is, is, is yes, those, those muscle, those, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, those movements count, but to, to a second point of that, it's also a static contraction of those movements. It's not an active motion. So, oh, okay, okay. so there are maybe some lower back movements we want to be doing where we are rounding and extending the spine, just not on a deadlift, right? Okay. So, but that we'll, we'll kind of save that for our core, our lower back video. I've, I've yet to figure out kind of what I want to title that one. Core is a tough subject because, mm-hmm. um, there's no real like definitive yeah. definition of what core is, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so we have to like define that and I don't know, that'll be it. That'll kind be a of tough like, one. It yeah. kind of reaches into like yeah. everything also. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. And the, the, this back one was fun for me cause it is by far like my weak link and something I have been spending a lot of time on learning and executing and I was going to work out after the podcast today, but I wanted to work out before the podcast just so it could be fresh and <laughs> ready and everything. So, but, um, uh, one, one other question <clears throat> that I have about back. So what about the traps? Mm-hmm. So in these horizontal movements and the vertical movements, um, 
should we be hitting those traps in those movements? Like, should yes, they have so been taken I'm, care of with yes. these movements we just yes. talked? So you, okay. And those are typically going to be our elbows flared out variations. Okay. So our wide grip pull downs or our, um, again, where we're focusing on pulling the elbows out, not where we're tucking the elbows in like mm. a like a lat pull down, or like our, our wide grip cable row, right? Or it's going to be those variations where that elbow is flaring out. You're also getting some rhomboids in there, which yes. is another yeah fancy upper back muscle. You're getting some rear delt in there, which is the back of that shoulder we didn't talk about specifically. Yes. Um, but that goes back to the beginning of the episode where you <clears> said that you're going to break it into like overall movement patterns. Right. Because there's a lot when right. it comes to back. Right. And so okay. to, so we basically just covered your your upper back posterior chain there is what That's I'll call perfect. it. Right. Yeah. Like we we kind of covered like a traditional like bodybuilding back. Like you could throw in maybe some deadlifts at the end. You could throw in maybe some uh, glute ham raises at the end. Some, you know, different posterior chain work. The if things you that you to. would want to develop. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I'm, I'm going from a standpoint of like contracting the back as simply as possible. We'll okay. Say. As efficiently mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Simply and efficiently as possible. Right. And so, but again, you could always slap in some deadlifts at the end, but we will discuss that whenever we go into um, core, abs, lower back, whatever the fuck you want to call it next <laughs> week. So. Yeah, Perfect, I, that, that, that'll be fun. But yeah, I, I think that'll be kind of everything we'll, we'll cover on, on lats there today, man. Or excuse me, on, on back there today, man. Yeah, I think I think we'll call it there. I'm excited to hit this in my back training yeah. tomorrow, man. Oh, yeah. It's either that or dirt bike riding. Yeah, but <laughs> both. I, yeah, you both. Could, oh, <laughs> you could be no. doing rowing the, deadli- or rowing you, the, rowing the uh, dirt bikes. Yeah, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to hit back before then. And then when I go dirt bike riding, I'm not going to be able up. to, exactly. And I'm just yeah. going to hold on the throttle. And, ah, yeah. Like all those fail videos, man. <laughs> Hit a you tree, do, do a flip. Yeah, yeah. No, don't do that. Please don't do that. Wear a helmet. I got a helmet. I got a neck brace. Good. You got a I neck got brace? I got a neck brace, oh man. God, yeah. You're insane. Oh, dude. Man, ever since I turned like 18, I look at a curb and I'm like, I better not break my ankle on that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's crazy though. Like anything could happen. Yeah. Anything could happen. Yeah. I live on the edge, man. Let's answer. Uh, let's do a question. Let's do it. Oh, this is a good one, man. Thoughts on snatch grip deadlift? You familiar oh, with snatch so grip I, deadlift? Oh. Yep. Yep. That sucker will tear your upper back up, boy. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, man. so that's a that's a tough exercise, man. So, what I will say with the snatch grip deadlift, here's the first couple places my brain goes. So usually, somebody that's doing a snatch grip deadlift most of the time is somebody who saw somebody else do it on Instagram for an Olympic training purpose for a powerlifting purpose for a competition purpose. And then they went and tried to do it at 24 hour fitness. 100%. And that's, there is utility in the exercise. I'm not gatekeeping exercises Mm -hmm. or whatever, but I do think taking the time and expertise it takes to properly execute a snatch grip RDL, if your goal or a snatch grip deadlift, if your goal is just to build your upper back, you might have some different options you could pick. That'll be a little bit simpler. Um, Again, there's nothing wrong with doing the movement if that's what you want to do. It's a, it's a tough exercise that can definitely build some muscle, but there's a lot of prerequisites there. You have to have great hip mobility to be able to sink a deadlift all the way with your hands out that wide. Yeah. You have to have incredible core strength to keep your spine straight going through that movement. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and then it's going to be really taxing to your upper back. Mm-hmm, your entire spine. You have to yep. be, yeah, you have to be able to, uh, you, you don't need to strap up, but you got to figure out how to do the straps out that wide, yeah. you know? So um, I think it's a great exercise, but just for the average Joe, it's, it's kind of a no for me, man. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, that's not gay. You want to do it more power to you go mm-hmm. crazy, but it's just one of those things where the prerequisites are so high that unless you just want to get really strong at it for some reason, or it will directly improve your performance in like Olympic weightlifting or powerlifting, 
like it, it will directly address a specific weak link in those things, go for it. But other than that, it's not really going to be like a, a first pick exercise for me. Yeah, I, I think the same way. Uh, the first thing that popped in my mind when I heard that is, damn, that's going to be, you know, really taxing on the upper back. Mm-hmm. I love that movement. The second thing is, what's the point of it? Yeah. You know, like if, if you're doing that, like Alex said, for a specific reason, then, okay, that better mm-hmm. be a good ass specific reason. And he might. And, Otherwise... And- yeah, and you know it could just be for fun. Yeah, it could to just to just just to be strong. It's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. But just knowing that, like, knowing that, okay, well, now I'm gonna beat the shit out of my hips and beat the shit out of my lower back, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to, you know what I mean? Like, just n- knowing that, like, and again, I don't mean to sound dramatic or gatekeep or whatever, but knowing that exercises like that, especially if you're going to push them, they don't come free. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, no. they come with a little bit of a tax, a little bit of a price to pay. Yeah, I used to do those um, when I was powerlifting in the off season and what i found is it was very and i had a very stable core mm-hmm. you know i was squatting nine plus mm-hmm. uh deadlifting eight plus mm-hmm. and it was very hard to keep my spine rigid yeah in that movement um and not only that the upper back soreness would linger way longer than it usually did so that would kind of leak into you know the later workouts during the week and affect that performance yeah. so they are fun because they're really challenging yeah but you know at the same time just make sure you're you know being um purposeful with them yeah. like they <clears throat> they require prerequisites and if you just do this movement nonchalantly you know it, you could definitely get hurt with it yeah 100 percent. so it's just again it's one of those things where just be sure you're picking the right tool for the right job I, again unless it's something you just want to do more power to yeah. you man but, um, yeah, that, that's kind of the first place my brain goes with, uh, snatch grip deadlifts. So cool. Other than that, I think we'll, uh, I think we'll call it a day over here on PTC yes, cast boy. All right, man. Have a great, uh, great. What Monday, whatever day this comes out. Yes. And Merry Christmas. Oh yeah. And Merry Christmas. This will be the last time you hear from us until after Christmas. That's true. Yes. Thank you. He said, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> make sure, make sure. If you if you were subscribed to our Monday uh, motivation um, email list, make sure to read today's email or True. I'm sorry last week's email because it'll be on your inbox on what what's today the the nineteenth yeah yes <clears throat> go on um, your go on your email go to the nineteenth yes this just because we are in the last two weeks of 2022 that does not mean to neglect your fitness goals until 2023 mm-hmm. you know 100%. don't be that guy that waits till 2023 and then Monday, you don't even do it first i'm going later exactly next week the next time month, is always year. now yep so get it done yes sir all right peace peace